Hey, everybody, it's Dave here. Uh, we have a great pod today with Noel Cornelio, aka the Snack Master, and Chris Ying. We go into my opinion as fact, and we talk about, not just talk about, we eat a lot of chips. We don't get too deep into the mystery bag that Noel sent Chris and I. And yes, it's an audio format, but here we are, the thing that you're never supposed to do, eating and chewing on, on air. And uh, won't go too deep into that, but there's a reason why we wanted to talk about snacks and chips and shelf food stable products. But before I get into that, I wanted to start this podcast with a topic that I doubt has ever really led any conversation, and that's steaming fish. I think that steam fish, for me, I can't speak for anyone else, is how I like to eat my fish these days. I still love it deep fried. I still love it roasted. I still love pan roasted in butter, aerosated in butter and thyme and little garlic, squeeze a lemon juice. I love all those things. But the way I want to eat it at home, and even when I go to restaurants now, it's less about deep fried and it's more about eating a beautiful whole steamed fish. And I was wondering, why is that not happening more and more? Obviously, steaming is a great technique. It's very healthy. But steam fish to me is less about health and more about really cherishing the pristine nature of the product and eating it very clean. And yes, it is healthy, but there's something really, I don't even know. It's just delicious eating that with maybe some vegetables and some rice. And it's not just a filet of fish. Yes, you can. But any fish for the most part, with maybe the exception of, say, swordfish and stuff like that, is beautiful steamed. Flatfish, black bass snapper, rockfish. And I was like, what? why can't we find that on menus? With the exception of, say, cooking in papillote, which is the French technique, you might see it cooked in a parchment paper with a little white wine, aromatics, some vegetables, and they bring it out to the table and they take some scissors and you let the steam. I love that. And we've put it on menus over the years. It's one of my favorite ways to eat fish. And it's, I just love steam fish in general. Yes, you give up the Maillard reaction, you give up texture from a crispy skin, but what you gain is flavor and nuance and subtleties. And, you know, I was trying to think, why don't we see it more on restaurants? And what would be the repercussions if we did start to see it more in restaurants and cookbooks and magazines? And I was like, maybe one, we still are a fish aversion sort of culture, at least here in America. Less so around the world, clearly, specifically Asia. But, you know, I think for the most part, people just want salmon or fried cod or something like that. And I love that, but maybe we still are have this misperception that fish is fishy. I know that sounds stupid, but you know you guys know what I'm talking about. I think in Asia, where at least I've traveled, there's a, a premium on on live fish, on whole fish. And that gets to the second thing. We don't really want to eat whole fish here in America. At least that's my perception. Could be wrong. Probably am. People don't want to eat it on the bone. They don't want to see the head and they don't want they just want it filleted. Um, I like all of those things, but being able to eat fish on the bone ensures it to be a lot more moist. And sometimes like a fish like turbo, there's gelatin and like fish gelatin on a flat fish. I know that doesn't sound nice is amazing. It's like eating ribs, like barbecue sometimes. And it gives that beautiful, luscious stickiness that I mean by barbecue. And 
we just, I don't know, people don't want to see head on. I, I think that's only the case in America. I can't really think that's the case outside. I, again, I, I know I'm saying something short-sighted. I don't have the data. This is just from my experience. So I think those are the two big reasons. And three, maybe it's just not flavorful enough. You know, once you get beyond it being a fish, maybe it's just too clean. And I don't know, it's weird for me to even talk about steam fish, but Again, the older I get, that is the flavor that I want the most because it's very precise. It's very, I don't know, soy sauce, maybe a little shashing wine, ginger and scallion, not ginger scallion sauce over a hot fish and maybe pouring over hot oil over that fish right before it's served is tremendous. And scooping up some of that sauce on a bowl of rice with maybe some sauteed snow pea shoots, that is heaven. And you know, I've been trying to recreate that at home, sometimes in a microwave, yes. But I mean, like outside of, say, talking to someone like Chris Yang, I don't really have that conversation about what you're eating, like as a whole fish. And I was wondering, why is that? You don't see it in magazines. You don't see it in cookbooks. And I can't remember the last sort of Western style restaurant where you saw whole steamed fish. And the reason I'm bringing this up is I think if we are able to see that, there's a lot of positive repercussions. If we start to see whole steamed fish, it doesn't necessarily have to be done Cantonese style, which is like my favorite way. I think if you started to see that, that means like we've crossed the sort of bridge of fish acceptance, right? You know, when I first opened Momofuku, I didn't want to have fishy flavors in my broth, which is very contemporary at the time in Japan. And I, I hope that that changes because if we're demanding better quality fish at the fish markets. It means that we're not just relying upon farm-raised salmon. And I think that we'll have a lot more nuance. And sometimes something as simple as a steamed piece of fish is not that simple, but I'm talking about it because I want more people to experience it and not to be sort of freaked out. It's not the right word, but to think that it's not going to be good enough or how could something so simple be a recipe. It's really not that simple. You still need to cook it. You still need to get the temp right. There are ways to make it delicious. And and I just would like to see a, uh, more people eating steamed fish because it's a conversation I've had a lot more myself and as I've tried to cook at home more and more as we all have. And also because it doesn't deliver really well and you can't get it to pick up and to bring home well. It's something you have to cook at home. And Honestly, steaming fish at home is problematic because depending on the size of your fish, you may not have the the room or capacity to do so. And if you look online for fish steaming, there's really nothing out there. So maybe if you have a walk, that's what I, I've been doing in my nonstick walk. I've been sort of laying a row of chopsticks and uh, creating a bed and then sort of putting a plate on that and steaming my fish. And there's access to really great fish here at uh, 99 Ranch and H Mart here on the West Coast. And we should probably do another conversation about freshness of fish and the varying degrees of that. But for me, if it's not alive, if you have to question the freshness of your fish, it probably isn't fresh, but that doesn't mean it's bad. There's a whole universe of talking about freshness freshness of fish. Talk about tongue twisting. Um, but... I don't know if I illuminated anything. I just dawned on me that I probably cooked, you know, steamed fish four times in the past couple months. And and that's a trend that I wanted to talk about, at least with me. And 
Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts about it, but I will shut up about Steamfish because honestly, I think I could talk about it for 60 plus minutes. In the opposite of fresh steamed fish, we are talking about shelf-stable snacks with Noel and Chris Ying on an edition of My Opinion as Fact and let you guys get into that right now. Thanks so much. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co forward slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Great iced tea takes you somewhere else like new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea that we have here at the Spotify Studios and drink quite a bit where unexpectedly blackberry flavor transports you to a very delicious place. So refreshing you may never want to leave. You will eventually have to though, but take your time. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf. That's 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Welcome to the Dave Chang Show, part of the Ringer Podcast Network, presented by Major Dome Media. Thank you to Yola Tango, as always. We have a little bit different, my opinion as fact. Isaac Lee is still in Korea, attending his brother's wedding. And we've had to change our supercomputers, and Chris Ying is filling in his supercomputer. It's a, it's a real downgrade we've we've downgraded our, our ram we've slowed the processor speed yeah it's one of those things when you like get to a hotel or you get to a house <laughs> rental and you see the computer and you're like uh well at least i don't own it <laughs> yeah that's me i'm a gateway computer over here uh but you were about to introduce our special guest today yes i have worked with noel a long time Nor- noel cornelio Noel, what is exactly your title? Because I never know exactly anymore your title. You know, Dave, I don't really know this either. But right now it is, I'm the partnerships director for Momofuku. But AKA, what are you also known as? As you moonlight vigilante, the snack world, what are you known as? The title title that you've bestowed upon me is Snack Master. That's right. He That's can't right. bestow that on you. You have to earn that title. You earn it. You know, I like to think that I earned it to some degree, but in true Asian form, I feel like I'm always working towards it, despite <laughs> having it. She's earned it. She's earned it. And <laughs> someone that doesn't know how to lie, Noelle, she... It's true. Eh. This is a very important thing. Eh. There's... Eh. <laughs> uh, from Noelle can mean 25 different things. That's so right. I think that there's going to be a lot of sounds being made today. So fair warning. But, you know, you're right. No lies here. And not only is she someone I I love working with, she keeps me up to date with all things snacks. And before we get into snacks and, and I got a mystery box of snacks delivered by Noelle, Can we talk about the world of snacks and why is it that it is, you know, so important to you? 
You know, this is a question I ask myself all the time because I don't know how I got to this point. Um, I guess on the weekends, I would go out to like the Asian supermarkets with my grandparents on Sunday. So it was a Mitsua run. It was, you know, 99 Ranch. And my grandma would always go for a distinct purpose. Like we're getting crabs today, but my grandpa and I would always walk around different aisles and we would always end up in the snack aisle. And every single time we would just kind of stare at the different packages and sometimes would taste things, sometimes wouldn't. But either way, it was at least something that I could do while my grandma was actually shopping. So I guess because of that, I've always tried more Asian snacks, I would like to think, than other kids have. And then fast forward to now, I don't know, I think spending more and more time with you, you talk a lot about convenience stores and Asian convenience stores. And so I think I've become more and more aware of you know, my surroundings and what's available in New York, where the office is, you know, there's a bunch of Japanese stores around there. And sometimes I'll just need, I need a treat. I need treat time. I'll walk to one of those stores, pick something up and just eat a desk snack. So listen, anyway, you're, 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 you were a snack, a file. You are, you know, there's owner files and there's snack files and you're <laughs> a master snack. You know more about snacks than Anybody else that I know, I like to eat snacks. I sure know Chris likes to eat snacks. And, you know, growing up, I, 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 I you know, like I, I, I was always aware that Asian snacks were Asian-y, right? Fishy yeah. in like bright colors from the candy to the chips, to the dried fish, to the nuts. And then I don't know, all of a sudden it became cool. Like most things Asian became cool. And having lived in Asia, having traveled in Asia, I don't know what happened, but all of a sudden there's everything that's like analogous to America, but not and different and better. And yes, it starts with the convenience store. And for those that have been to Peach Mart, Peach Mart and Hudson Yards, Noel was the culinary creator, director of all those snacks. And I just thought it'd be really great to have Noel on this podcast to talk about the differences. And I'm not even sure the questions that Chris has, but before I begin, where are the best snacks, right? Is America, people just assume America is the land of snacks. Uh, you know, I don't know where to begin with this question because I think that there are a lot of great American snacks, period. That being like said- what? Let, let, Like what? Let's go I top mean, five. Top five American snacks. Cool Ranch Doritos. Strong, uh, strong, strong. You just came right out of the gate with a strong. <laughs> I think that's the one. That's the only one that you really have to worry about. Uh, peanut butter pretzels. Talk about something that probably wouldn't come from brand. another What's country. The brand? You don't What's think the brand? about. What's the brand? No, it doesn't matter. I don't care. I want the big jug from Kirkland uh, from Costco. <laughs> yeah. I want it all. Um, <laughs> are they are they filled peanut butter pretzels? Yeah, they're filled. The peanut butter pretzel pockets, if you will. Or not? Are they nuggets? Or are they like nuggets? Uh, okay. Listen, our listeners—they know their shit. You, you gotta, you gotta come correct. That's true. Here. Yep. Reese's peanut butter cups. A you ever do classic. that move with the? Uh, you ever do the move with the peanut butter filled pretzels where you crack open the shell, the pretzel shell, and eat the pretzel, and then eat oh, the yeah. little gross little peanut butter pellet separately? Absolutely. That's my. I'm move. a great peeler too. <laughs> You're the so you know, you know, I'm cracking master. those pretzels for sure. 
I don't know. Yeah, Reese's peanut butter cups, true classic. Um, and so candy is part of the whole genre of of like yeah. whatever. You know, I, I was about to drop like biology, science, genus things, and I realized <laughs> I don't know anything. I was in like, a taxonomy of yeah. snacks. Yes. Is what it- is the <laughs> species that holds all of the, the you know the, the 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 I don't know primate fucking thing. Kingdom phylum, kingdom class. phylum, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Genus. So uh, this is this. You cannot get bigger than the snack world. This is like it, it encompasses everything that's not a meal. Exactly. But let's define it. Let's what is define a snack? It. Yeah, I think I in its most basic definition, I think it's anything that is not a proper meal. So is chicken fingers a snack. Oh, Dave. Here's here's my review. I, I don't think I don't think chicken fingers are a snack. I, agree. I think a snack has to be. Something that you can eat straight out of the package with no preparation other than putting it into a bowl or some receptacle. I'm I'm going to add to that. I'm going to add to that. I think it's got to be shelf stable, right? It's got to have minimum six months. I think that's right. Or it has to be something that can be like frozen, like an ice cream, ice cream pop or something like that. Or just add hot water or it's like Mm, instant. There's something instant. Hot water gets us into hot water, I think. I don't okay. I don't know. All right. So snacks are out. Yeah. If, if you have to cook it, it's out. Except for yeah. exactly. r- instant ramen, out. If you have to change oh, its definitely. form from the package, it's out. Yes. Okay. I think that's The only right. concession we can make is for like snacks that have like a dipping component, like a like a handy snack or like a pocky or that you dip into the chocolate. So let's just throw things out there. Are pistachios a snack? Sure. I think nuts are snacks. Nuts are snacks. Totally. I got another one. Is cereal a snack? Mm. Okay. You're asking someone who has a very particular view on cereal and a very particular past, which is I really didn't eat cereal growing up. And if I ate cereal, I would not have it with milk. It was, to me, it was a snack because I would put it in a bowl and just pop it in my mouth. So for me, it's a snack. But for the General public, probably not. No, you got to add milk. You got to add milk. It's not. It's out. It's out. Noelle just said she doesn't But I just said milk. I don't. Yeah, I didn't add milk. So therefore, it's a snack. Oh, you're, you're right. That's why I'm dumb. <laughs> uh, what about Lunchables? Lunchables, are those a snack? Ugh, get out of here with Lunchables. No, thank you. No, thank you. But right. that being said, they're not a snack because kids will eat that as a meal. So therefore, okay. I do not consider that as a snack. So we've defined snack as something that has to be shelf stable mm-hmm. and in and of itself in a package. Done. Great. Yeah. I think what's interesting about snacks too is just the fact that you're always trying to catch a feeling whenever you eat a snack. It's like, maybe I'm sad, so I want to snack. Or maybe I'm a little feeling a little down, I want a snack. Or <laughs> I'm feeling fun, let's have a fun snack. Um, uh, it's wait. not really that trying. That not <laughs> real. That, okay, I think you said, you, you just actually put your finger right on it. The last one you said is not real. It's like, <laughs> I'm feeling good. I'm feeling fun. I'm going to eat a snack. That's never happened yeah, to me. Yeah, you're right. It's always no, actually, down. <laughs> if you replay, if you go back 30 seconds and just rewind, you're going to hear just how scary, psychopathic Noelle is. She said... <laughs> In the same tone and intonation, the whole nine, sad, good, middle, all in the same tone and cadence. That's scary as fuck. Yeah. That's the thing. Uh, she tried to blow it right past yeah. us. But I, wa- I want to kill you. <laughs> smile, smile. Maybe you're, feel- you know, you're feeling yeah. sad. You're feeling homicidal. You want a, a bloody snack. You do. 
You really very do. Patrick Bateman of you. That was very good. Thank you. I try. So we got snack covered. Mm-hmm. What country do we think has the best snacks? Okay. So I will go on record in saying that I think that Taiwan actually has the best chips. The best chip flavors come from Taiwan. Why that is, I have no idea. But I feel like every single time I have a Taiwanese chip, I'm quite pleased. But if we're talking about sweet snacks, then it's all about Japan. By and far, I think the candies there outweigh anyone else's. Except the chocolate bars. Except the chocolate. Except the chocolate. Wah, wah. But, the Meiji. You know. Come on, man. That They really. It doesn't taste really like chocolate. The we know. They really dropped the ball in chocolate. Across the board, their chocolate <laughs> is not good. In all of Asia, the chocolate is not good. All, yeah. I mean, I don't want anyone to get upset. It's a, it's a blanket statement, but it's true. Like all the chocolate, commercially available chocolate bars, chocolate candies, chocolate, anything. Very bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that. uh England, underrated as a candy totally. manufacturer. Cadbury. Yep. Cadbury. Owned by um, Hershey's. So let's get into this, because Noel, as Snack Master, you uh, do your ratings. You you generally review and taste your snacks on Instagram, and then mm-hmm. you give it a 0 to 10 rating. And I'm here to ask you, what's a 10 and what's a 0? And is there mm. any science behind this methodology? Uh I really wish you didn't ask me this question. I I think about it in groupings. I'll start there. So, you know, a one to three is just bad. I will never touch it again. I had one bite. I will throw it away. I think it increases based off of how much I think it tastes like the thing that it says it it's supposed to taste like. A four to six is, you know, if I was given it, I would maybe eat it. I would never buy it. But, you know, chances are I'm I'm never going to crave it ever, ever, ever. A seven to pretty much a 10, give or take, is I will return. No questions asked. They're very good. What are tens? What are tens? You got to go. Come on. Tell us some tens. Okay. You know, there haven't been many tens, although I, there are probably more tens than I like to admit. The best one that I've had is a crab chip, a Korean crab chip, and I think it's called Bing Ray Jalapeno something, but it was a chip that we found in, gosh, I think we were in Singapore. It was a special edition variety of these crab chips that you can normally find at H Mart. By and far the best thing that I've had, at least in the past two years, maybe. You know, other than that, I think I've hit maybe three, maybe five tens all in, but it's just a, I will eat this or have this consistently no questions asked uh Mm. you know i'll seek them out you're you're very selective because we've done a lot of zoom calls the past year as as the world and oftentimes when you're snacking you're not snacking on the really tasty bad for you snacks you're always eating something healthy and i don't understand it (laughs) it's called balance dave uh but basically yeah i mean i think i separate my snack life On the one hand, there are the snacks that I will consistently go to and truly just make me feel comforted in whatever meaning that actually means. And what are are those? You know, parm crisps. That's definitely high up there, like a wisp. I'm all about that. And parmed crisps. Um, Cashews are definitely one of them. You know, kind of on the healthier side where I'm not having to think too much about it. I would say those are probably the top two as of right now. 
And then there's the other snack life, which is more of an exploratory one. (laughs) I enjoy the hunt. I don't know what to tell you. I think to me, snacking is most fun because it's almost, you know, it's kind of a Pokemon thing. It's like, you got to catch them all. You have to try them all. Chang, I think you called her a vigilante in the beginning. I think that's yeah. exactly what she is describing. She is like <laughs> she's, she's goddamn Bruce Wayne. She's mild mannered, cashew eating Noel by day, and then fucking <laughs> crab chip special edition H Mart snack master yeah. by night. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you ask her why she's doing it because she's doing it for truth and justice. <laughs> <laughs> um, I should have mentioned this at the very top of the show. But after we run through some of these my opinion is fact questions, which I'm going to boot up here in a second, Noel also shipped each of us this box of snacks that we're going to do a little tasting of. Noel hasn't tried any of these, so you all have to listen through to the end to get to that part. That's the big reveal. So if you guys don't mind, maybe I'll boot up this supercomputer and ask some my opinion is fact questions. Let's go. I'm I'm not enthused about the fact that Isaac Lee is not here, but oh, excuse you'll me. do. Excuse me, this computer <laughs> has still got a little power to it. This 386 okay. over okay. here. Um, all right, I'll start. I'll start us off with an easy-ish one. Overrated, underrated, goldfish crackers. Oh, I actually just ate goldfish. I think that they're overrated. I think that no one really talks about goldfish now. They've like lost their popularity. I don't know if you guys have seen there are now different like sweet flavors of goldfish. Not about that. But I'd pick a cheese it any day over a goldfish. Goldfish, I think, I don't know if over it doesn't even I don't know. I've grown up with goldfish. I used to only eat the heads. <laughs> you would just leave the tails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? I don't know. And and you know, you see it as a bar snack, and that's about the only time I'm like, okay, you know, eh, it's not something I desire from Pepperidge Farm. I will tell you that the Milano cookie is underrated by Pepperidge. Oh Farm. yeah, mint Milano. I'm into the, I'm into a mint Milano from time to time too. I'm going to say that. But goldfish, no. Here's the one thing in defense of goldfish. In defense of the goldfish cracker. I don't know if this is a universal problem, but like I try to snack on things and not put such a heavy dent in the snacks that it's noticed by the other people in the household. You know, I just don't want people to see that I ate all the all the whatever (laughs) the night before goldfish crackers. You can take the world's most gigantic handful of goldfish crackers out of the container and it won't make a single dent in that container. There are so many goldfish in a package of goldfish. I have a question for you. Have you been eating goldfish or had have goldfish in your house because you have kids? Yeah. I can't think of goldfish as being like an adult snack. No, adults don't buy goldfish. Yeah. It's mm. just for kids. So I eat a lot of children's snacks. Uh, okay. Moving on here. Let's do another overrated, underrated salt and vinegar flavor mm. chips. Overrated, mm. underrated. Good question, supercomputer. Your <laughs> algorithm must have really dig deep for that one. <laughs> <laughs> this computer doesn't have an algorithm. We just have a floppy disk. Mm. I'm going to go out and say, again, I don't think you can do overrated, underrated, because when I do eat a salt and vinegar chip, and it's a good one, I'm like, man, I, I should eat them more often. They're... You can't eat them all the time, and I don't like the people that are like, I only eat salt and vinegar chips. I like them as a curveball change-up. 
And I have a bag downstairs that I shovel in my mouth uh, at like 12.30 in the morning. I mean, Grace doesn't even know we have it. <laughs> See, this is exactly what I'm talking about. You didn't stick. You didn't stand up for me when I was like, you got to hide your snacking, but you're doing the same thing. What do you mean? I hide my snacking all the time. <laughs> I, I, we've talked over and over about how I tried to hide the leftover eating that I do. And, you know, come on. It's so oh bad. God. It's so bad. Uh, Noel, salt and vinegar. Where are you on salt and vinegar? It depends on the brand. So I... I actually didn't eat salt and vinegar chips until somewhat recently because I had Lay's salt and vinegar chips early on and hated it. But I think Dave's right. Like when you find a really good salt and vinegar chip, then I think that it's underrated for sure. Can I can I interject right here and say, as a potato chip company Lay's, just on the potato chips, their regular potato chip, does the normal one comes in a variety mm-hmm. of flavors, is shit. Oh. Who decided that they needed to be that thin is my big question. Yeah. Oh. They have to, I'm a big fan of the Ripple, the Ridge, the Kettle Cook, or something that is like a, based on like a true story of a potato chip, right? Like a Pringle. But the thin lays just doesn't do it for me. It just breaks apart too much. Uts, very different story. Very much more solid potato, but Lay's, it also depends on the country you're in. I think Lay's mm-hmm. varies around the world, but Lay's in America, to me, is overrated. Yeah. But Lay's, again, if you want to sponsor this show, we will love it very much. <laughs> I, uh, I think you're totally right. The plain chips are just not the texture that I want. I have been a huge fan of Lay's Poppables. I don't know if you guys have seen those. And I think it's because they take a little bit more of an Asian form, but they're these round, puffy, like waffle-looking Lay's. And it comes, there's one flavor that I think they discontinued. I'm the, I'm probably the only one that eats it, but it's <laughs> creamy, creamy jalapeno. And it tastes like iceberg lettuce going into jalapeno. And it is so good. That to me is the one Lay's snack that I'm not going to get rid of, but Lay's chips by itself, nah, pass. Can I ask too, just to supercomputer as well, in the canon of just traditional American flavored potato chips, can we agree it's sour cream and barbecue? And really, it's really that. You grow up with sour cream and barbecue as a, a option, right? Yeah, it's regular yeah, sour sure. cream and onion or barbecue. Those are the three yeah. options. What are you? What do you like the best? Oh, well, I need to stick my my neck out for Lay's originals. First of all, <laughs> I'm oh, into it, man. And I will put if I have a, a deli sandwich, I will put a, a layer of potato chips in there that is as thick as the layer of meat. And uh, I don't know, man, I'm into the Lay's potato chip. I grew up in California. I've never lived on the East Coast. I don't have the range of potato chips you guys all have. Makes me upset whenever Again, East Coast Lay's people makes talk great about potato chips, just not the plain ones. That's all I'm saying. Are you a sour cream barbecue or regular kind of person? I'm a regular. I'm a regular potato chip man. Oof. Wrong answer. You chose poorly. <laughs> Noel, I'm barbecue. You know, sweet, and then you never know, a little spicy. I think we missed again. I'm sour cream. Yeah, of course. Oh you are. God, yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, God. So good. Sour cream and onions, so, so good. When I was a kid, I, I was crazy about sour cream and onion chips. Like, very crazy about but them. But they have to be ruffled. They have to have the ridges for me. Or baked like The only thing I do like, the baked lays, barbecue, and sour cream and onion. They've been around forever. Either of them are good. Uh, overrated or underrated, French onion dip with your potato chips. Mm. What kind? Overrated. What kind? I'm talking about you get the... The, the one the, that's... The, uh, when you go to 7-Eleven, it's like sold right next to your chips? Yeah. The, well, I'm talk, I'm the talking shelf about the stable. Stuff, yeah, the shelf stable stuff that you pour into a tub of sour cream and mix it up and you dip it in there. No, no, no. Dude, come on, man. That's what are you like talking a, about? You know, they have the little tubs of uh, like... Oh, the pre-made stuff. Yeah, yeah. The shelf stable sitting there on the same rack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That counts. Same. Counts. They're both amazing. Lipton's uh, French onion soup mixed in a tub of sour cream. Yeah. Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. Cannot go wrong. I'll eat a whole tub of sour cream. Noelle is shaking her head. The snack master does not approve of French onion dip. I think I'm not a dip person. So that's (sighs) that's where you've got me. I know. I'm a purist. I'm really a purist. Pause the tape. Strike that from the conversation. (laughs) (laughs) You're not a dip person? I don't know. Some dips are fine, but... French onion dip, I can I can easily pass on. Uh, Cheng, you just brought this up. A gas station snackmaster, enlighten us as to the best places to shop for snacks. Ugh, I mean, by and far, ninety nine Ranch for me. I, mm-hmm. you know, what's nice about them is you have your mainstays, you have your good old Asian snacks, but they always sneak in some good. Uh, new ones too. So always new Kit Kat flavors there. They brought in Irvin's, the salted egg chips from Singapore. That's good. So always a surprise there. And then so, Mitsua. Let's talk about for really quick about the the salted fish flavor chip. Because one time I excitedly texted you about a bag of chips that I had paid $30 for that was like crispy fish skin with salted egg yolk uh, on it. And you were like, yeah, those are $3 in Singapore and they're not very good. What flavor do you think? Like you said salted fish. What do you think would cross over into mainstream Western supermarkets if people would give them a chance? You know, it's funny. I've actually come around to salted egg, but mm. I, you know, I'm unconvinced that that name will catch on in the U.S. Um, I think the flavor is good the more and more I've tried it. But, you know, there are just some cultural barriers. That they we should need just to rename it to Bernays. Bernays chips. Yeah. Bernays chips. What about the, because I, okay, you had this, you had those, those crab chips that you said were your kind of yeah. platonic 10. Mm-hmm. Dave, I remember you introduced me. I don't know if it's the same brand, but I think that you introduced me to those spicy crab chips. I think they're kind of the same thing Noelle's yeah. talking about. Is that crossover ready? The kind no. of like more seafood no. oriented? No. no, 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 no. This year, especially this year, I've seen a lot of fish chips trying to come into the U.S. market, and I'm not—I'm <laughs> not even talking about Asian fish chips. I'm talking about American brands trying to make salmon skin chips specifically. I don't know if there's a part of the country that really cares about this, but to me, that was. An interesting, you know, I think that they're good with some flavors, but a weird gateway 
I think that there was still one more step that we needed in the U.S. before. Nope, not going to happen. Ne- it will never happen ever because listen, ramen's been in America now for I mean for a while, but the contemporary ramen has changed a lot. But one flavor that has never penetrated American ramen is fish flavored styles. Zero. There's no dried anchovy flavor. There's nothing. There's no mackerel. There's, and sometimes people don't even know, right? But like, I think a lot of the top shops in Japan, I don't even know right now, a lot of more sort of heavily fish flavored. America just is not a heavily fish flavored kind of place. And I don't think that will ever happen for the same reason. Not that, again, I think they're delicious for the same reason why dried squid will never, ever, ever be popular. And we're not talking about Korean keem, right? The the seaweed snack that became popular. Maybe I'm dead wrong. And I see the world at large, America started eating shredded dried squid. Do you think that that will happen? Not shredded dried squid. Fuck no. <laughs> I don't think that'll ever happen. Yeah. But I, I guess to play devil's advocate, I, maybe I'm wrong, but shrimp chips seem like a gateway. Like shrimp chips are pretty popular. No, that's still just like my coastal shrimp elite ch- bias. Shrimp chips have been, that was one of the guarantees I could get in Asian supermarkets, right? And I don't know if you guys have seen Mirati yet with Steven Yoon, right? And it's based in Alabama. Oh no, excuse me, Arkansas. But there was a lot of things that I could relate to about traveling a while to go a long time with your parents to go to a Korean supermarket that sold Korean goods. And one of the things I'd always remember as a kid was the shrimp chips, you know, the ones that look like French fries. Mm -hmm. And now Mm -hmm. they're baked and they're a lot more versions. That has been around since 1977 in America and has never, ever taken off, ever. Do you think that it's the name like shrimp or fish and the perception of that? Do you think it's the perception of smell Yes, or, all the above, all the above. I mean, smell is definitely a huge factor. Once you open up a bag, it's game over. Uh, game over as in I'm about to eat a whole fucking bag of shrimp chips. Yeah, definitely <laughs> for the three of us. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Vital Farms. No matter how you like your eggs scrambled, over easy, or sunny side up, the people at Vital Farms believe in one thing, keeping it bullshit free. That's why their pasture-raised eggs come from hens who each have over 108 square feet of space to roam and forage all year round. So you can spend less time questioning your food and more time enjoying it. Look for Vital Farms in your grocery store and learn more at vitalfarms.com. Vital Farms, keeping it bullshit free. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co forward slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. All right, let's do just a couple more of these uh, before we get into our tasting segment. Um, you guys want to give me your most overrated and underrated snacks, generally? The most underrated genre, snack, subgenre, is chicharron slash pork rinds. That's it. I was going to ask about that. I think that Ugh, we should be eating more no. chicharron. Oh, no. Another sigh no. from the snack master. No, I'm saying yes. I'm sighing yeah. We definitely should be eating more. Um, and... I mean, it's, it's, keto, it's not just it's keto friendly. I Yes, it definitely is keto friendly. I don't know. You know, different kinds of skins still need a place. And, and I think that those are really, really good. Not just pork, but also chicken skin as well. That's kind of coming up right now, too. Chicken skin packaged snacks? 
Yeah, yeah, it doesn't work, man. I've seen the chicken skin chicharron. Yeah, yeah. It's gross. It's, it's not good. Okay, not gross. It's gross. It's not <laughs> as good as pork. That's all that it is. I just, I mean, listen, the fact that America can get down with uh, fried pork skin, one of the greatest culinary contributions ever, is one of my favorite things to eat. All chicharron, all pork skin, pork rind things are delicious. I will tell you, though, the one thing that I really love the most, truly, is beef jerky. You like a meat snack. Well, more like the the natural beef sticks. And we talked about it. I don't like Slim Jim. I don't like the one with the horns on it. I like the ones that you have to get at a bar, out of a glass jar, and you dip it in your beer to soften it up. That, that stuff. That's my jam. I'm so, I'm so lost, man. I have <laughs> yeah, no what idea what are you what talking about? What? You've never done that? No. You know, what? I used to buy, we used to buy just giant bags of this like Buffalo Bills beef jerky every semester in college. And because it was at our local bar and we'd always buy it and we'd dip it in the beer to soften it up and then eat it that way. <laughs> Wait, but is it a, what? I mean, you said it like it was a regional thing or I don't like know if it's regional. Thing. I just think in general, beef jerky is delicious. Okay. I'd never heard of anybody softening it in beer. That's pretty awesome. But I was I wonder if that's a Changian specialty. Maybe it is. <laughs> Maybe it is. Uh Noel, <laughs> underrated, overrated <sighs> snacks. What what what's what's overrated for you? Oh God. People are really gonna come at me for this one, but I think it's pink starburst. I think there's <laughs> too much of an emphasis on pink Starburst in a way that I just don't, I don't understand. And if you've ever walked down the aisles of Walmart, there are definitely different variations of ways that you can consume that pink Starburst taste. And I'm I'm not here for it. <laughs> I don't know. Underrated? I hate to say there are so many underrated snacks out there. I mean, definitely shrimp chips, that's for sure. I don't know. I got a couple. Overrated? The most overrated snack, fucking rice cakes, <laughs> crunchy rice cakes, puffed rice cakes, the worst snack. Oh, like the Quaker oh, rice yeah. cakes? Like the so round bad. guys? Just the yeah. worst thing that's ever been invented. <laughs> Jesus, who's yeah. eating that shit? Uh, I find graham crackers, except for in a pie crust to be overrated, <laughs> terrible to eat. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. like eating sand. Kind bars. Uh, this kind bars doesn't sponsor this podcast, do they? Could. Kind they bars. Could. Wonderful. Or terrible, depending on whether they sponsor us. Uh, underrated. I've got one right here. These, you guys ever eat these things? Like no. the, the rice crackers, rice crackers dusted with MSG and salt. Oh. Chinese, Japanese rice crackers, underrated. Takis, chili lime takis, underrated. Oh, takis for sure. I love all basically all snack foods from outside of America. And if I just sort of, Except that the things I love the most in America are the sourdough things that come in Chex Mix, the little Ooh. sesame sticks that come in like the bar snacks, Pringles we've talked about, pork rinds, beef jerky, and um, Utz's uh, Old Bay flavored crap oh, chips. Man, that sigh is so satisfied. What a satisfied sigh that was. Um, if I'm being honest, the snack I eat most often is probably like... <laughs> Just like a fucking fistful of deli meat mm. at like 1 a.m. <laughs> Anybody get down with not, that? Not shelf stable. <laughs> Shit doesn't count. Okay, it's not shelf stable. Fair enough. Thank you for oversharing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so depressed that I just went there. Oh, 
that that was terrible um okay last that's just a great title for something fistful of deli meat (laughs) oh i thought the title you're talking about was thank you for oversharing (laughs) um okay should we get into our tasting segment here Um, (laughs) this is so exciting dave has already gotten into it uh We've each got a box, I think, of maybe eight different snacks in here. Why don't you take your first? Why don't you take first pick, Dave? So, I have Kadena potato chips with XO sauce. Ooh, Noel, tell us where these came from. Tell us what, what, why you were uh, attracted to this bag. The ba- the packaging is amazing because what is depicted here is just a bowl Ooh. of wok fried shrimp coated in. XO sauce. There's some dried scallops falling from the sky along with chilies, uh, some crinkle cut chips. The package itself is shiny metallic laminate gold. The bag, the bag, <laughs> I just open it. Man, it is pungent in the best possible way. <laughs> um, before, we, before we start making all sorts of noises, Noel, tell us about this, this bag of chips, where it came from, uh, what drew you to it? Uh, founded at H Mart, another great snack place. But basically, I think what's been so interesting, and this is the difference between Asian and like American snacks, is Asian snacks are always trying to basically replicate a dish, a flavor. And I find that so fascinating because you're basically relying on, let's say, a flavor scientist to decide this is what it tastes like. But the three of us are all going to have different experiences based off of what we think exo sauce tastes like. So, anyway. Go figure. It's a spicy chip. Gotta love it. But how can you say no to this bag, really? <laughs> One thing needs to be said here. I said, guys, let's before we make a bunch of noise, let's let Noel talk about this. David Chang fully <laughs> leaned off away from his mic, <laughs> scooted his chair away so he could eat these chips in defiance uh, of the shelter in place rule I had just laid down. He's over there snacking far from the mic now. Here he comes. Par for the course. So good. These are amazing. <laughs> All right, let's, we can open our bags, Noel. Mm. That is pungent. Mm, mm. So good. Real garlicky mm. smelling. That's outrageously good. That's a real XO sauce flavor. And if you don't know what XO sauce is, a Cantonese creation made with, not always, but traditionally with dried scallops. One of my favorite sauces in the world. This goes straight to the top of best potato chips I've ever had in my life. I'm saying that. Very, 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 very good. I love and hate that we started with this. I mean, (laughs) definitely a garlicky chip. Let's start there. Very garlicky. You know what it smells like? It actually smells like um, like dried garlic just off the bat. Um, Yeah, or like the fried garlic. Yeah. Exactly. Not as spicy as I think that I thought it would be, given the fact that there are many chilies on the front of this. But this is a key difference in what's good about Asian chips and what's bad is a lot of times Asian chips are actually sweet. I think that's a thing that no one really talks about. That's um, true. But this is just has that perfect balance of sweet, savory, everything that you want. Very good pick, Dave. They're very fatty. I love like they're they're a kind of chip where you can almost feel a little bit of fat coming out of the chip as you bite into it. It's very mm-hmm. delightful. If you guys weren't here, I would have eaten this like <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> you 
Dave's face would have just been stuck in the bag. We'd have yeah. to pull him out. Um, yeah. Going to something you just said, Noel. When you open a bag of chips, when you when you eat a spicy snack, both of you guys, in general, do you find that the spicy labeled snack is less spicy or more spicy than you anticipated? It's usually less. I think I always want it to be spicier, and I want it to surprise me. And then I, no. I'm with you. I think that a truly spicy snack is a myth. I think there's so few truly spicy no, snacks. I did. Remember, Noel, was it Doritos that sent me the ghost pepper one? There's like one chip. Oh, you had that thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. one that comes in a case and everything. Packy? Yeah, yeah. And what was the deal? Dave didn't try it. He was too much of a wuss. Yeah. Is that true? I, I did. I try it. You did not try it. It sat on my desk, and we talked about trying it, but never did. Oh. I think we moved out of the office before. <laughs> oh my god, this is the saddest story I've ever heard. <laughs> I think that's the one. That's really the one snack that Dave has seen on my desk, but has not just ripped straight through. <laughs> Oftentimes, I'd have I'd have snacks to try out for Peach Mart, and before I could even try it, they're gone. Oh well. I think flaming hot Cheetos are legitimately pretty spicy, but I can't. I struggle to find any other snack that's actually spicy, even Asian chips. Can I strike something I said for the, on the record, or from the record, and go on the record for something? I said all of Asia. I mean, the world at large. I I don't know too much about Europe snack chips because I I don't eat many snack chips in Europe. I haven't really had snack chips in the continent of Africa. Uh, haven't traveled that extensively yet. Haven't traveled too much through all of South America, but I will say I, I visit Mexico a couple times a year. And I think Mexico, it probably could go neck and neck with all of Asia in terms of deliciousness of snacks. Mm. Give us some examples. They have everything, everything the from chips to to every kind of fried corn thing to the candies to tamarind stuff to chocolate mm. to what they really kick ass at too are the sweet cakey things in the cookies. Mexico underrated to the point where it's not really underrated. It'd be like a great World Cup game, Mexico versus <laughs> Taiwan. I can see that, and, and like a lot of that. So, like their their sort of big companies are like Bimbo, right? Like they that's like the conglomerate. There's so that many. Owns all their There's stuff. so many, and their chicharron too. That alone. Ooh, so God damn. So I yeah. had to get that in there because I I I, I was like, no, no, no. Mexico always comes so strong with their chip game and snack game. They do dominate. Uh, Noel, you got next pick. Oh, unless you want to say something on Mexico. I was going to say, I, I think Dave's right, at least just in the fact that, I mean, I've obviously had a ton of Asian snacks, but the other country that's super interesting to me in their snack game is actually India. And that's mm. that's their own, you know, traditional snacks, but that's also in their actual packaged goods. Uh, Priya Krishna turned me on to Lay's Magic Masala, which is a, a type of Lay's. She also sent me some. I'm going to backtrack on this, too. India... Also, would make the like the like the the group of death if they we're using soccer terminology. India okay. is snack culture. Let's just back this up. India <laughs> basically is snack culture. Yes, a lot of their snack is like puri puri and stuff like that. You can get on the potty puri, potty puri. Excuse me, but I think that all the snacks. I don't even know all the names because I just show it in my face. When we were there, I was blown away by the intensity of snack culture. <laughs> <laughs> and throughout the regions, when we're in Mumbai going all the way down to Kerala, very different kinds of snacks. 
So uh, let's let's stick with this World Cup analogy for a second then for our listeners. If India, Taiwan, Mexico, these are the powerhouses. These are the Brazil, Germany. Let's, let's, write, let's write this out. Let's write this out right now. Who are the Brazil, Germany, France of Mexico, snacks? Taiwan, Japan, India, Korea, India. India. Mm-hmm. And listen, listeners, if you can talk about any other respected countries, like we're, we're limited here by, you know, what travel and location and what we've seen. But this is just places that we have been. America. And uh, I don't know. I mean, so- honestly... That's the question. Where are you putting America? Is America top tier? Is America is okay? Hey, wait, 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 before you answer, is America's place in the snacks World Cup? Is it higher than America's place in the soccer World Cup? One hundred percent higher. <laughs> oh, one hundred percent higher. We're pretty we're, good we're, as a snack we're, country. Yeah. We're we're in we're in the G seven. Okay, we're in the G seven. Okay. <laughs> we're not. Okay. We're, we may not be America like right now, but like. America also, again, I'm going to big big shout out to the state of Pennsylvania. Snack, like Haven. It is so underrated. Basically, all of the great snack companies seem to be made in the state of Pennsylvania. It's a little bit like California is in diversity, size, and GDP, right? If California was its own, it'd be like the seventh or eighth largest economy, whatever. I think if you just carved out state of pennsylvania it's in the g7 <laughs> yeah i mean i'll just say when we were growing up and my parents would float around where do you want to go on a family vacation i would always say pennsylvania because i only wanted to go to the hershey factory and then sometimes vermont to see the ben and jerry's factory so those were really my two wishes i never got them <laughs> so we're saying can we agree that pennsylvania is the california snacks yeah sure okay all right, Chris, you want to choose? Well, I feel like I'm going to be... I think we should get away from potato chips because we just did a potato chip. I'm rustling through here. Ooh, Ooh these look hey, so good. Takoyaki balls. This looks like a... What is this one? Some kind of... It's a Korean Serrano chili soy chip. All right, let's go into let's go into something sweet here. All right. Noelle has introduced a new flavor of Kit Kat that I've never had. This is a salted lychee kit kat have you guys had this have not had i think it's important to you know always bring kit kat into the fold especially japanese kit kat oh my god even so many different flavors oh man very strong cheng have you have you gotten down with these before no i'm trying to read the korean on this korean packaging oh and my korean is so bad uh we've moved into the the salted lychee kit kats um do people even need to know that there's like a billion yes. different flavors of Kit Kat that they have not seen before? Yeah, they do. Yeah, totally. I think it's one of Japan's true snack gems, a real treat. There are some that are better than others, but I mean, ultimately, you can't go wrong. And it's a snackable size. You're never going to feel guilty about having it. <laughs> assuming these are things eat, I think about assuming you eat one package of them <laughs> I mean that's not necessarily I mean, a foregone conclusion Nestle Avi European they, they they own all these they probably even own all of these companies that we're talking about from Asia but um the Kit Kat game in Tokyo is like the supreme of, <laughs> of candy drops like they they just got it going on they have so much 
I just love Kit Kats in general. And when I was living in Japan, I was blown away at the the kinds of Kit Kat flavors. What is going on with America Kit Kats? Why can't we <laughs> do the same? You know, I... I would translate that same exact question into what is happening with American snacks and why are we not moving as quickly? Because I don't know. I thought about this. I think we're playing the wrong game in America. It's how many different ways and forms can you use one flavor? So for instance, like I'm taking the Reese's peanut butter cup. I walk into a target. You can get the normal kind. You can get, I don't know, Christmas bulbs right now, trees, I can get a half pound Reese's peanut butter cup, but no one's, you know, the number of flavors that are being worked on with Reese's peanut butter cup aren't really there. So I think it's more of a game that we're playing with ourselves. We're playing a different game than anyone else where, you know, like Asia is trying to figure out different flavors versus form and the Kit Kat being a perfect example of that. What you guys are talking about is true almost across the board, except for one company in particular, the makers of Oreo cookies, who continue to fuck around That's and right. keep messing up their shit with new flavors <laughs> that are all terrible. By the way, and this is was, great. I like this. Um, yeah. I, I want to hear Noel's take on Oreos, but let's talk about the salted lychee Kit Kat first. I, I, I put this in my mouth and I thought it was fucking miraculous. It's great. I think it starts to taste a little bit like soap on the on the <laughs> after a while. That's but, definitely you know. right. I think that white chocolate Kit Kat, white chocolate Asian Kit Kat, tends to have like a waxy flavor to it that I don't know why or how it comes there, but that's the kind of ending of it. But honestly, salt lychee Kit Kat could have gone either way, and I'm extremely pleased with it. But going back to Oreos, I love Oreos. I'm just going to flat out say that. The cookie itself Amazing. I could eat Oreos all day long. I could have a McFlurry with Oreos all day long. Mm. You know, I think you're totally right. I am always disappointed whenever I hear of a new Oreo flavor in America and somehow get disappointed. Tiramisu Oreos being the most recent one that I can think of that really disappointed me. Because I did a side-by-side, I found Korean Oreos that were also tiramisu flavor a million times better. And I think the U.S. just ups the sugar content way too much. And that's really what it boils down to. Mm -hmm. I cannot get down with any amount of Oreo stuffing beyond the original. I think double stuff is gross. I think think whatever quadruple stuff, gross. Double stuff is disgusting. (laughs) Yep. It's like, do I want to eat a tablespoon of Crisco? Sweet Crisco in my mouth? No. Um, uh, all right, let, let's move. Let's move on. Let's move on. Would you right. choose something, Yang? I chose that one. Noel, oh. you choose the next one. Um, just for a different form, I'm going to say, uh, hmm, let's go ahead. So Dave can tell us what it is. Let's go with the Korean chip that seems to be soy sauce and some mm. kind of green pepper. So I had to double check with my wife, who thank God was near me. I used to be able to read Korean pretty well. Now um, it says "poker chip" and <laughs> "poker chip" uh, and "ding dong chu kang jang." So it's uh, chili soy sauce. Flavor. Oh my lordy! Potato chip. 
I think an important thing to note, though, is Dave had to translate the bag. But on the actual, like, English sticker on the back, the description is Korean chips. No more, no less, just (laughs) Korean chips. (laughs) These are, as you said, Noel, sweet. Oh, no. I mean, I'm not mad. I know these are Korean soy sauce chili chips, but they taste like Chinese curry to me. I'm not mad. I'm not mad at them either. I'm not mad at them either. But they're also not that spicy. Not that spicy. Uh, Texture-wise, we're looking at a very thin potato chip. So, I I mean, we're getting close into the Lay's territory here. I don't know. It's... What, like a, a sweet bell peppery kind of taste? Yeah, it's more bell than peppery. Anything. Man, damn, yeah. Snackmaster, you are hitting these right on the fucking nose. Uh, uh, thanks. Because it's the first time we're doing this snack tasting thing, I forgot I failed to mention two things to our listeners. One, we are absolutely aware of the conventional wisdom that listening to people eat is the worst sound in the world. So we know. <laughs> Too bad. And uh, second, I forgot, Noel. The whole point of this was you're supposed to give us your numerical ratings. So oh, let's dang. backtrack. Well, let's start here. Let's start with this Korean chip and finish your assessment of this. And Dave, uh, you as well, like give us your overall take on this. Okay. Because I don't know what it, you know, is supposed to taste like, meaning it doesn't have a proper English title that I can work off of. And Dave's translation is extremely loose. <laughs> uh, the flavor itself, decent. It's a little too sweet for my own taste if I'm looking for a chip. That being said, I wouldn't be mad if I, like, you know, came upon it again. I'd give it a 6 out of 10. Okay. Cheng, what is the, is there, is this, is this the brand? What does this say? Do you know? I don't know. I think the brand's Orion. 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 Mm. Yes. Oh, yeah. So it's orionworld.com. Okay. Orion. In case anybody's looking for these, I will post pictures. I took pictures of all the bags for for social media. Do you, Chang, not that you get to be the arbiter of this, but uh, Noel Snackmaster just gave this a 6 out of 10. Thoughts on that rating? I agree. I I, I don't even go 5 out of 10. Okay. Uh, Let's backtrack. Salt, lychee, Kit Kat flavor. What's your numerical rating, Noel? Oh, man. I had half a bite because we were talking about Oreos. Uh, So Kit Kat rating to me is very funny. I think that these are... Very good. I would be quite happy if this was the white chocolate Kit Kat option that I had. I'm going to go with a, gosh, I might even go as far as to say it's a 9 out of 10 for me. Whoa. I know. Whoa. Welcome to the jungle. crack. We got a 9 out of 10 on the first episode of Snackmaster, my opinion is fact. Who knew? Uh, Okay. And then finally, Exo Kadena, Exo Potato Chips. These look like they're from... Taiwan. 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 I mean... For me, this also is a chip that is exactly as described. It's an exo chip. It tastes like it. It's garlicky. I could eat a whole bag. You know, I'm I'm in that nine nine point five range right now for this Holy guy. Holy shit! I know. You know, it's funny, Dave. You said earlier, like Noel can say the same thing or use the same tone for three mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. emotions. And she also says, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she gave the. The, the nine and a half, which I thought would be so exciting, was the same tone as the six out of ten on the uh, Korean <laughs> potato chips. So, um, okay. Last question from me, because we've alluded to it a few times. 
I want to redeem the the Lay's potato chip because, as Dave mentioned, the original favor he hates. But Lay's internationally is one of these producers that makes all kinds of wild flavors like typhoon shelter crab flavored Lay's and all of that. Noel, you got a favorite Lay's potato chip flavor or a favorite potato chip? Oh, man. You're totally right. I think Lay's outside of the U.S. is amazing and actually is kind of why I think that Taiwan has awesome chips. Uh, I don't know. I think just off the top of my head, a good old chicken Lay's is extremely good to me. I think any kind of chickeny potato chip is awesome. So I'll go with that for right now. But I mean, there are definitely interesting flavors out there that I will get back to you on, Chris. <laughs> okay. So I think we're going to save the rest of these snacks. If if you guys can agree not to dig into the rest of these for another installment. Well, listen, we, this is a first for us. Uh, you know, it's um, hard to uh, do a podcast where you can't taste the food as the listener and you can't look at the food as a listener and it has to all be from the descriptions of us. But we are figuring it out and we have gone on for way longer than we were supposed to talking a lot about snacks. This is going to be part one. We are going to do part two with the snack master, Noel, in the very near future. Since these chips are shelf-stable, they will be... Uh, I just don't know if... I'm shelf stable enough to yeah. not eat them. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the thing. These are they can sit on the shelf and and be happy on the shelf, but will you let them stay on the shelf? Um, we should have a vote about who is in the World Cup of snack foods. What country do you think makes it to the final four, the semifinals? Is it Mexico, Taiwan, Japan, America? Maybe, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> well, guys, hopefully you enjoyed that. We're going to have Noelle on again because we we barely dented her mystery box of snacks that she sent Chris and myself. Um, I will tell you, shortly after we recorded it, I ate all the chips and I have a few of those Kit Kats left. And it dawned on me that we should definitely have a World Cup of snacks. And I would love you guys to give us recommendations of not just snacks, but the countries that produce the best snacks. And it's not just countries. Let's just say, take America, for example. What state makes the best snacks? I personally think it's Pennsylvania. Maybe it's California. Maybe it's Minnesota. Maybe it's Texas. Maybe it's Wisconsin. I don't know. But it would be cool to do a World Cup format because the best snack thing is very global. And, you know, we didn't really get into it, but I'm not an expert in South American countries. Uh, and I'm not an expert in Mexico, but I go to Mexico, try to go at least once a year, oftentimes two times. And uh, I think it's a dark horse for all the chips and sweets and cookies. And if you go to a, a gas station, for example, it just blows away the snack selection you could get. And if you go to a convenience store in Asia, it blows away the snack selection we can get in America. That doesn't mean that America doesn't have great snacks. Clearly, it does. But this is up for debate. And you know, just thinking about it, Australia has unbelievable snacks, 
particularly potato chips. I probably think they take potato chips more seriously than anything else. Not that's true. Besides coffee, sports, and uh, drinking, but uh, I love Australia. But what I love most about Australia is, man, like I can get potato chips with chicken salt on it, and I can't get that anywhere else. Um, I haven't been to the UK in a while. I think Cadbury, Cadbury is owned by Hershey's now anyway, but I think Cadbury is a great, great sort of, at least on the sweet side. And they got good chips as well. But this really does turn into the World Cup. Who's got the best? You know, Canada has all dressed and that's one of the best flavors and they have different snacks. I'm not sure about continental Europe, Spain. Whenever I'm there, I'm usually eating salted cured ham or bread and cheese. I don't think I've ever had any snack junk food. Same in Italy, same in France. Japan clearly is on another level on snacks. Korea, not to be biased, but pretty insane on the snack level. China, obviously, but China's so massive. Taipei for the size of Taiwan um, packs more punch than probably any country in the world in terms of snacks. Uh, Philippines has great snacks. So I, I don't know where to begin. And I think this could be fun to have a, maybe this will be a continuing podcast, but I'd love to sort of like see this and group this out from like group A to like E or F like they do in the World Cup. And we make this a friendly competition about who has the best snacks, both as a country and here in America, what state has the best snacks. And we'll let the games begin. I will stop talking. But please send us your thoughts about snacks at askdave at majordomomedia.com. That's askdave at majordomomedia.com. Or keep on emailing us questions for mailbags and such. Or give us five stars on iTunes. Write a question and we will answer that. And I I wish you guys could all taste what we were tasting. But um, in the meantime, thank you for listening. Stay safe. Wear your masks. And... um, I'm going to eat some chicharron right now.